been a minute since we've done these. I know, just a little bit. Um, Usually turns out to be that way. I know. Yeah. Uh, we, we we did have a really good rhythm going, and then we just sort we of did. it all well, fell apart. Well, yeah. That's yeah. all right. Things happen. Life life gets in the way. It's all right. I want to keep doing it. I want to keep doing it too. We're gonna keep doing it. We're gonna keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. You better tell us, Cinema Files. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cinemia, the podcast where we have a cinema deficiency. I'm one of your hosts, J.S. Delisi. With me, as always, is Mike Knight. Always. Always and forever. As always. We couldn't do the show without you, Mike. That's true. Well, you could, I guess, but it'd be... There wouldn't be anyone to debate stuff with. So much more boring. Yeah, it would be. It would just be me or I or you, Yeah, one of us just saying words, waiting for responses, nothing (laughs) happens. We just have dead air in there anyway. Just dead air, just pure silence. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Um, so today, uh, speaking of uh, death and silence, uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, a very serious movie. Uh, this will uh, get into some serious uh, themes uh, and serious uh, concepts. So if you have any little ones listening, uh, you may want to uh, skip this particular episode this time and come back to it uh, when you're alone. That'd be two in a row. It will be two in a row. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, maybe it's too many. Uh, <laughs> Because we were listening to the Shawshank Redemption. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's what we're going to be uh, talking about. 1994, written and directed by Frank Darabont, mm-hmm. uh, who later went on to create uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, which is how Jeffrey DeMunn ended up uh, joining him on that show. Oh. Um, yeah. So I, I, I Never seen Walking Dead, so. Oh, okay. He played the uh, the lawyer in the beginning of this, who's, who's oh, talking gotcha. about oh, okay. uh, yeah, gotcha. uh, the, everything that happened between. Yeah, the uh, prosecutor. Then, yeah, right. with Tim Robbins and everything. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so if you guys have never seen this, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, let Mike give us a little synopsis of it for you. Uh, The Shawshank Redemption, yes, uh, based on the Stephen King short story. Yeah. um, I didn't write it down because I wanted to remember it. The the actress's name. Rita Hayworth. Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Yes, Um, uh, yes, it was a short story uh, professed by my mother to be the best Stephen King adaptation uh, yes, that exists. Uh, hardcore. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. And uh, uh, so it is about Andy Dufresne, a banker who is uh, convicted of a crime yep. of murder. Murder. The passion of murder. First degree. Yes, of the first degree. He's serving two life, two consecutive life sentences in the Shawshank prison. Yes. Um, and it's about prison life and... Uh, Institutional is a institutionalization. Mm. Uh, it's kind of a theme of this movie. Yes, uh, ba- you know it's just Andy and uh, and uh, Mr. Mr. Morgan Freeman, Ellis Boyd Red Redding. Redding, yeah. Red, they call him. Yep. Uh, it after this probably point, because he's, he's Irish. Yeah, because he's Irish. <laughs> uh, and their life with some other inmates and going through. Uh, the years, which is like, it ends up being like 20 plus 30. Plus yeah, before 30 the end of it. Years, yeah. It's, yeah. It spans a long, long time. Long time, long time. It not change a lot, though. Mm-mm. But that's okay. Very uh, little changes, yeah. Yeah, they don't worry. yeah, just little subtle changes, which is good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so 
And good synopsis. I, yeah, br- I try to keep it brief. I, tr- yeah, I tend to go long. Yeah. No, it was good. It was very, very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really, uh, I really think uh, that this movie was going to be right up your alley because I wanted to. It's part of the reason I suggested it last time um, because it's one of those movies that's constantly on like everybody's like top, you know, hundred favorite movies of all time lists and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's it's always been parodied and like people talk about it all the time. Um, one of my favorite bands, Kings of Nothing, have a have a whole album called "Get Busy Living," uh, which is based on a Morgan Freeman line in this: "Get busy yeah. living or get busy dying." Actually, it wasn't even his line. It wasn't his line. No, Andy uh, Tim Robbins said it first. Oh yeah, that's Tim right. Robbins He's said like it first, doing a callback. but everyone remembers right. Morgan Freeman well, saying that's it. That's because Morgan Freeman has the voice of you know God. Yeah, so. kind of that Mandela effect. Like everyone thinks <laughs> yes, that exactly. they all do it. His voice. I'm like actually, but. You know, yeah. I, I didn't know that either until I watched. Yeah, because obviously so. you know that line. That's a pretty famous line from yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's interesting to see how our memories recall stuff like that. The funny and the funny thing is, it's not even him who comes. It's not even Andy who comes up with the line. It's Brooks because Brooks had said it to him. But uh-huh. they don't. You don't see it in the movie. But because uh, he says he's like that's what Brooks always was telling me oh, and down in the yeah. library get busy you know yeah 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 so oh yeah you're right holy crap yeah there's so many things that happen in this movie it's hard to like remember it all yeah um, there is a lot going on there's so many little tiny subplots with like yeah. each of the but what's interesting is each one of these characters sort of have their own kind of character arc you, yeah. no matter how small like mm-hmm. even like the really little like smaller players in the background that make up their little kind of gang of of misfits yeah. who sort of like kind of band together to survive this mm-hmm. this quite hellish prison uh, experience. It's, uh, yeah, for <laughs> you know? sure. Um, yeah, so it's it, I was definitely interested to see uh, see your take uh, take on it. So I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we finally got to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I I think I mentioned it uh, in the ending of the last episode. I I had seen bits and pieces of it, but then when I went back and watched it, I realized. I probably saw the same bit a couple times. Yeah. Because I don't remember a lot of what... I didn't remember or recall a lot of what I was watching. So I was like, okay, I have not seen as much of this as I thought I did. Except it's for a long the, movie. It's except not for, like, the parodies. My The one sure. I always come that always comes back is um, Family Guy's yeah. short episode, you know, of, yeah. of it. And it, which, like, yeah, they, they do a pretty good job of... Uh, <laughs> Picking and choosing the great little scenes that yeah, and they putting the characters that fit the roles and stuff. Oh yeah, I perfect. they did that. a really yeah. good job. One thing that I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not uh, the biggest Family Guy fan, yeah. as most people will know. Uh, but one thing that I always really appreciate is their parodying, uh, mm-hmm. and they really have a good job of hitting it kind of spot on. Yeah, you know, so that's always nice to kind of see. Definitely. Um, uh, like when Family Guy gets a hold of stuff, it's always a good time. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, uh, and just so you guys know, in case you've never seen Cinemia before, uh, we usually uh, base a score on uh, 10 criteria, director, script, cinematography, editing, music, art direction, primary acting, secondary acting, poster, and trailer, uh, and then we put them all together and we, uh, and we sort of make a little aggregated score for you, Yeah, uh, and it's a good time, and uh, our score is the only score that matters, ignore yeah. Metacritic, ignore Rotten Tomatoes, exactly. uh, just Cinemia. Because every time we've done this, we were spot on. We were exactly. spot on, yeah, we were actually pretty close like he's well, shaking his actually, head actually most of no. the time we are pr- we are pretty we're close actually usually much closer than yeah. i'm expecting uh, we've been we've been uh we've been off uh yeah. on a couple of them yeah. but uh yeah, absolutely but that's okay we i've always been a, a huge uh proponent uh, champion champion sounds probably i like the cha- uh, champion of, sounds uh, good. Uh, proponent of, probably don't good. listen 
to critics. Don't listen to all anyone, the time. Really, just right. don't. Just listen to them to kind of get an idea if you agree with a yeah. critic a lot. You know, that's totally understandable. But don't, but don't go into it thinking it's going to be that. Right, for exactly. You. Because yeah, yeah. you're your own person. You like what you like. So mm-hmm. you watch it how you want to watch it. Absolutely. When people said, when people said, "Oh, the new Power Rangers is terrible. It's it's not anything." I'm like, "Oh, please. Yeah. Let's let me see for let myself. Let me see first. Yeah. Let me go ahead and watch this. And I very much enjoyed it. By the way, I have not seen it. Oh, it's, I, uh, I would like to watch it. I, it looks I like, it. like a, a modern, you know, adaptation of it. Maybe so. that should be the next episode. Oh, is it out on Blu-ray it or is. DVD? Yet? Oh, okay. Well, I, yeah, I own it. I'd be down. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a much more. Pleasant we need to experience. get a little bit. I was just thinking let's, of a movie let's that decrease the drama. Yeah, I think in the next one. Yeah, so I think it might be Power Rangers. I'm uh, okay with that. I'd, I'd watch that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, or the, uh, the the reboot of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I haven't seen either. Hmm. Um, how about those reboots? Huh? Yeah, how about those reboots? <laughs> uh, reboots everywhere because that's Hollywood for you for the most part. Don't uh, do one of Shawshank. <laughs> yeah, don't. Oh, they're gonna. They're gonna one day. It's uh, definitely gonna happen. It's just gonna happen. Uh, we have to accept the, the our losses now. Uh, I guess we talk about the poster first, or by first impression. Uh, what are your feeling, man? Let's, let's, yeah, because uh, we used to start with the poster. Yeah, what do you think of the poster? I can't remember the first time I kind of laid eyes on. That's that's a popular one. The one that I'm looking at is the Blu-ray case. Yeah, the uh, Blu-ray case. It's got more of the characters on it, it yeah. but the one I remember is that shot in the middle on the Blu-ray case. Mm-hmm. Him in the rain. It's really orange. Look yeah, I was gonna say. I remember when that was much more orange than this. Yes, uh, that's. I think that's the original poster, which yeah, is the one with Andy Dufresne in the rain, yeah. looking up. Uh, you know, very. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a very profound. Like, yes. Just it, not not just you know having seen the movie, knowing what that represents in the movie, yeah. but knowing what it represents. Just looking at it, you can you can kind of see like the visceral. Yeah. Action just from that single shot. Yeah, and I think they they were very smart to choose that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. For the poster. Um, now I can't remember the first time I laid my eyes on that poster. Oh God, I was I was nine when this movie came out. So <clears throat> yeah, I was I probably didn't care about. I it at was all. six, probably mm. six or seven, depending on when it came out. And uh, uh, ninety four. Uh, I mean the month because you know oh. my birthday. Oh okay, yeah. But <laughs> we all have birthdays. <laughs> yes, in the year, absolutely. That's um, <laughs> true. But I, you know, I look at it now, and if I'm, tr- it's hard. It's hard to disconnect myself from what my first impression would be because my first impression, my first like knowledge of the movie was my parents talking about it and my brothers because okay. they were old enough at the time to watch it. Sure, uh, that's kind of a reason why I never watched it at all at first because I was too young. Uh. Uh, but my brothers were old enough to watch it, so uh, okay. Um, so they watched it a lot. I never watched it. Um, So it's hard to kind of think about trying to go into it thinking about, like, I don't know what this is about. Because if I'm looking at this and not knowing anything about it, I have no idea what I'm looking at here. Of course, yeah. You know, like, it's just, I mean, so I'd have to go by the actors if they're listed on the poster. Sure. Um, And, you know, the director didn't know. he had. This is what his Yeah, Frank Darabont, I didn't know that name until I saw this movie. Right. So. You know, and then then it kind of stuck with me. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's like, does the poster really do anything for me? No, not really. Because the thing that that got me to go was, you know, everyone else talking about it, really. Yeah. So, and, it, you know, because I saw it so after the fact, it's hard for me to put a, like a, a nice solid number to a poster that I don't recall seeing when I was younger. Well, I, what do you think of it now? Like it, when you saw it nowadays, did you? If I, no, even if I knew what it was about. The yeah. poster doesn't really get me to go and watch it anymore or any less. 
Okay. Just because it's it's just nothing. I mean, there there's something really profound on it, like you said, but doesn't really capture my attention that's where maybe i'm i'm faltering is like i i I don't entirely agree i feel like that the photo actually alone speaks volumes but it might also be because i know what that's from and because it's like it's all hindsight so maybe that's what i'm I'm trying to pull myself away from that hind from that you know that hindsight it's not you know i wanted kind of put myself in the mind that i'd have no idea what this is and if someone who had no idea what this is which is so hard to do these days yeah yeah for a movie like this because everyone knows what shawshank redemption is now right i want to meet that person who's like what's the shawshank redemption it's like what Mm, never heard of it you've never seen it pretty sure you probably know you know what i mean so it's it's hard i you know so given what i know about it now i mean of course it's going to be a high number but if i'm trying to think about it in the other sense it wouldn't be very high at all because yeah. I just don't really see anything that draws me into a movie. Yeah. Um, you know, just in my own mind. Not even enough of like the actors or, or cause I, like you said, you didn't know the director and didn't know the director at all. I mean, yeah. like I, I always confuse just Tim Robbins name. I, I think it's that, uh, self-motivation guy, you know, Tony, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Yeah, <laughs> I did confuse him with Tony Robbins yeah, too, but I, right. obviously because their names are so just because their names are so close. Yeah, they, but I, I know they're different people. They I, are I definitely know. different people. Um, I mean, Morgan Freeman's on there, so I'm like, okay, cool. He's yeah, Morgan Freeman's awesome. Yeah. Everything he's done. And I, I didn't know who Bob Gunton was. Now I do. Yeah, he I plays did, Warden Norton, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clancy Brown. I know very well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He has. He's a very popular voice actor as well. That's true. He, mm-hmm. That's because he has a voice, man. He can do all sorts. He can of do great. all sorts of voices. He's I'll amazing. Get, I'll get to that because I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it. I put it in my notes. So oh, I'll okay. Get to that in cool. A bit. Sweet. Sweet. All right. Yep. Um, so, it's, it, in terms of poster alone, uh, I guess uh, what would you score it? I want to give it the benefit of the doubt, really. Yeah. You know, thinking because it's, I can't. You know, I've already gone back and forth a lot on it. I'd probably, but I'd probably give it, you know, looking at that image, probably an 88. Okay. 88. And I imagine the poster probably, the original poster also probably relied heavily on, you know, Stephen King's name. Oh, yeah, that's so, true. And Stephen King's And, like, name. me personally, I actually read the book before I watched the movie mm-hmm. uh, because I was a big Stephen King fan um, when I was a kid. Uh, and I read a whole bunch of his stuff. And this is actually a, in a uh, quadrilogy Quadrilogy, I guess. Yes, that's the, yeah. that's the right word. Uh, where it's four stories in one book uh, mm-hmm. called Different Seasons. This one was Hope Springs Eternal. Um, the other books uh, from that that thing actually a uh, good chunk of them were made into movies. Uh, one called The Body, which was turned into Stand by Me. Oh, um, which was of course a very popular, very famous movie starring uh, Will Wheaton and uh, Richard Dreyfuss is in there as an old version of him. River Phoenix. River Phoenix. Yeah. Um, all the, the Corey Feldman was in there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a really good. Uh, was it Corey Feldman? I haven't seen it. Or am I thinking of... I might be thinking of Goonies. Um, I haven't seen it, though. You haven't seen it? Stand By Ooh. Me is another one of those that people are being that like, That oh, is 100% on the list. Absolutely. Uh, there's another one that I don't feel is going to be quite as uh, well-known. Uh, it's called Apt Pupil, but they did make a movie out of that uh, and turn it into a uh, Max von Sydow uh, movie uh, about a boy who uh, is taking care of like an older guy. Oh. Uh, and he turns out to be a, an ex-Nazi. So that's a pretty oh. interesting uh, situation. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. 
Family Guy parody that as well. I think they did, yeah. There was they, probably, a whole episode probably. though. They just took the they took the theme and made it. Oh yep. my gosh, that sounds that's so about funny. Right. Yeah, I didn't so, know that. Oh. Yeah, there was that was a, that's a very popular uh, Stephen King thing that is nobody it, even knows is really a th- the actual book is called Different Seasons and the movie uh, the movie that, uh, that, for, I mean that for that part oh apt people apt people it's just called apt people oh, cool. yeah they kept the name okay um, I don't remember the fourth story. I don't even know if they've turned it into a movie because okay. I just don't remember it at all. What a wealth of knowledge you are, though. I've oh, learned so man. much. Yeah, I'm a Stephen King connoisseur. I am. Uh, I was not, though. So you're right. I guess the Stephen King wouldn't even get me on track either because then in my mind would immediately go to horror. You'd think it would be horror. And but this is one of his few non-horror yes. you know, dramas. Right. Uh, which he's big on the prison dramas because he also did Green Mile, mm-hmm. uh, which everybody knows. Haven't seen it. Uh, I actually haven't seen that either. <laughs> oh, wow. If How you can that? believe that. Wow. Yeah, no, maybe I can't. We'll, maybe we'll do a blind cinema. Wow. Yeah. Um, see how many movies. See why we started this podcast. Yeah, Look at all these so movies. Much. There's so much out there. Uh, yeah, my wife wants to start our own version of of uh, Cinemia because we were watching the Emmys last night, and uh, uh, the ladies from Nine to Five came out, and she's like, oh, "I want to watch that again." And I'm like, "Actually, I've never seen Nine to five. Oh. She's like, "We need our own Cinemia because she also found out I've never seen uh, um, Animal House. Oh, neither have I. Uh, neither have I. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, we should totally have uh, have her come on and be a guest Do it. podcaster, oh, yeah, and we can absolutely. all watch Animal House. That'd be cool. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, at any rate, I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, it's, it's, it sounds like it could be fun. At any rate, mm-hmm. uh, if I were giving the poster, since we're still talking about the poster almost 20 minutes in. Uh, <laughs> we talk about a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know. There's so much going on. Um, I feel like uh, I would, I personally would probably give the poster a little bit higher just because I do think that photo really grabs me and it's mm-hmm. really attention. Like, oh man, what is, you know, you feel that emotion coming sure. out of that moment. So I'm going to give it a 95. Okay. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed it. Solid. And I, even if it is connected to what I know about it, so sure. I'm doing it That's anyway. That's okay. Because I'm a rebel. That I'm is okay. Yep. Uh, shall we go through uh, some of your notes? Yeah, absolutely. I liked the beginning. I liked the, uh, I liked the setup because it really uh, immediately uh, you find you know, because I, I know the character Andy Dufresne from all the parodies I've seen and sure. appreciated about him. And I didn't know how he got there. Uh, they did a really good job of with through editing really i really enjoyed the editing of that and, oh yeah and a lot that of cinematography was really good that mm-hmm. whole first sequence was fantastic getting yeah. a nice setup and yeah. like oh really setting the tone now i really want to see what happens so yeah. talk about a movie that like just hooks you from the very beginning i think goodfellas did the very same thing i think so that I was our so very well. first episode and i said the same thing mm-hmm. oh my gosh they're just killing this guy in the trunk or whatever yeah, like, oh and my god I just was like hooked from the beginning. And so it, it, both movies did a flawless job of setting the tone, yeah. setting the the expectation, yeah. and understanding. Okay, this is a catalyst that yeah. matters. You know, yes, absolutely. It, you know, and some movies, some movies have a slow burn at the start where you're just waiting for that first thing, that first inciting yeah. incident that gets you hooked. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just Robert thought McKee of, and I just thought there. of like, yeah, exactly. I just thought of Baby Driver. Have you seen it yet? I haven't. Yeah, ah, okay. I know I'm the worst. But the, the we first, do a on it when I finally do get around to watching. Cool. It? The first ten <laughs> minutes of it just hooked me again. Right. So yeah. there's those movies. I really appreciate when they just they really go for the throat like right away. You know, in terms yeah. of setting a, a tone and everything, because it's just it's great. It's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and they this movie really did a phenomenal yeah. job, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with Frank Darabont, who both wrote and directed the whole yeah. thing. So, uh, and I think a lot has to do with him. I and really his, love his abilities. I, I really love when uh, 
it's directed and written by the same person because you yeah. know that their you know that their vision will come through. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, so. most most things that are like the the best, like well, most well concrete of vision, mm-hmm. um, like Quentin Tarantino or or Kevin Spacey, for example. Not Kevin Spacey. I'm sorry, but uh, Kevin uh, Smith. Oh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Yes, Kevin Smith. I was trying to think yeah. Kevin. There's too many Kevins all of a yeah, sudden in my are, head. Um, it, like I know, obviously, it's not like as as maybe as good cinematography or, or any of that kind of stuff. But his vision is like flawlessly executed, right? Uh, because that's what he wanted, and that's what I think uh, Frank Darabont really does well here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then I said, of course, it's in Maine. It's Stephen King. <laughs> Everything's in Maine. Yep. Everything. Yeah, that's actually where the um, the the town of Castle Rock. Yes. Uh, and that's why they came up with the name uh, mm-hmm. for the studio. Yeah. The Castle movie Rock studio, Studios, Castle right? Rock. Yep. It's also uh, based on uh, William Castle, who did all those horror movies back in the in the thirties and forties and fifties. I did not know that, but yeah, uh, yeah I knew about Castle Rock. Stuff. Yeah, it was all kind of interconnected there. Uh, oh yeah, I just see. I, I just jumped right ahead. So they get to the uh, oh because you see uh, the captain, Captain Hadley, mm-hmm. um, played by Clancy Brown. Yep. Um, oh my Fantastic. god, it's funny to think of Mr. Krabs calling people an mf'er. <laughs> Did he really play Mr. Krabs? He does put, vo- do the voice of Mr. Krabs. No way. In SpongeBob. Oh yep. man, I love Clint. He is so fantastic. He's he could do everything. It. I just Holy love. It, I love going to YouTube and finding uh, clips of him. You know, they show him doing his, the voice. Mm-hmm. This guy and Clancy Brown is a. He is an impressive visual of. He's tall he's got this like really strong jaw and he's got this you know yeah he's got a really powerful presence and then to hear him do like mr Krabs's laugh and it's just really funny to think about that he called people a uh a scum sucky blanky blank right <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it's like oh my god <laughs> he has some very colorful language in he this. does and I, I know he don't he's done a lot of serious roles it's just funny to think that he does a lot of like kids voice acting <laughs> still yeah. Yeah, um because he's done he's done a lot of things uh he's a he's a yeah like you said a powerful character actor yeah he often plays like the the sheriff or the because he's got that build you know when yeah. you see him he's just so yeah. rigidly cut in his face. Holy moly. So. Uh, what, one of the looks I liked, and I don't know if I put this under production design or if just, uh, or, or whatever, uh, Clancy Brown's like sunken eyes, how mm. scary they looked at, at times, especially when you had the hat on. Yeah. And he just had these like dark rings under his eyes. That could have been lighting too. So yeah, kind of the lighting of the and stuff. Design. Oh my yeah. God. Like it really made him look creepy. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, he looked, he looked great. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I said, uh, yay, Bob Gunton, because yay. I didn't know who it was at first uh, mm. until I watched uh, the Daredevil series on mm. Netflix, the first season. Is he in that? I only he saw is. the first two episodes. Yeah, you'd see you wouldn't see him yet. Yeah. He plays a uh, he plays a, a banker, actually, uh, an that accountant or a banker oh, okay. uh, named Leland, who he, is part of like this uh, evil trust. Oh. So he's a bad guy. He, in he's that an too. evil banker. He's great. That's interesting. Oh man. He's so good. I just, I, I really like his voice. Yeah. He's got a great voice. Um, and he just, he kind of looked like the kind of guy it was in the beginning of the movie. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'd say Bob Gunn. He's cool. He's yeah. a cool cat. Like yeah, I, I, sure. I really like him. I haven't <laughs> seen anything else that he's actually done. Right. Uh, but I want to, I, I feel like so. he's probably done a lot of stuff that I don't realize he's done. I bet. And I bet. And he's, that's, he's probably one of those. He's probably a good character like. actor too. I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. He probably plays that kind of, uh, but he, man, every, every scene he's in, in this, he steals it. I'll get to every it. Every time. And I'll get to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my God. He, everything he does in this is fantastic. Uh, oh, okay. So the, the, 
they're uh, the new inmates are walking in. New inmates and uh, Morgan Freeman. Red, stuff. Red, and his little merry band of misfits yep. are betting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wonder what they're betting on. I have no idea. And then yep. you get to the jail scene, yeah. and then they're like, and uh, you find it's it's the one who is gonna like say I I'm innocent. I didn't do It'll it break first. Down Who's gonna break or, down yeah, first? Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> so I'm like, oh, that's what they're betting on. And I was like, oh, look at them. They're having fun. They've probably been here so long. This is just fun for them. And then it changed. Yeah. Drastically. Real fast. Like. Because Clancy Brown comes up and he's like, I'm not going to count to three. I'm not even going to count to one. Yeah. You know, Hadley. 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 Yeah. Captain Hadley. Yep. Yeah. And he walks up. He said, I'm not going to count to three. I'm not even going to count to one. You You just shut the blank up. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. And you're like, oh, man, stop. And then it happened. And it was like, oh. Oh. And then it was like, and then everyone, like all the inmates just shut up. And it was like, oh, God. Yeah. This is like, well. Well, they want to have fun, but. Yeah, they there's are a limit to their fun. They are in line, though. Yeah. You know? It's like, it, it was like a them. powerful, okay. like, scary thing. You find yeah. out that guy that he beat dies. and Oh, God, like, I know. It's man. Terrible. Oof. It's horrible. The first yeah. time, yeah, the first time that I watched it, I'm like, oh, my God, what the hell kind of movie yeah. is this? Because yeah. I don't remember that. It, there's, a, there's a lot in the book that does happen. Like, I only yeah. read it once when I was a teenager, so mm-hmm. I barely remember the book at this point. Yeah. Because uh, the movie is so fantastic. I just watched the movie a bunch. Um, and I don't remember that in the book. Because the story, obviously, is much shorter. Yeah. And so everything happens in a much quicker clip yeah. uh, than the movie operates. So it's allowed, you know, a lot more license yeah. to, like, expand kind of things, and, you mm-hmm. know, and concepts. And I don't remember this being in the book. It might have been, but I don't remember. Yeah. Um, so I was very shocked and like, oh my god, yeah, this is terrible. The thing that grabbed that thing that grabbed me, you know, chalk it up to a uh, a great script is, you know, just beating him is one thing. Yeah. But the fact that everyone fell in line and got mm-hmm. really quiet and it got really depressing and dark. Yeah. Uh, was the thing that really hooked me into the mood, right? Because mm-hmm. if you if he beats him, it's like okay, that's standard, right? You're just yeah. trying to get. This guy, but the fact that he like just kicks him in the head and yeah, he bleeds out or whatever, you yeah. know, it's like you're like, oh, okay, ooh, we'll just stop being well, that's so uh, fun. It's stop being fun because they were all having a good time, you know, kind of ragging yeah. the new guy and yeah, uh, oof. yeah, oof. That so was rough. That's that was a rough, rough start. But I, uh, <laughs> but I enjoyed that. That, but it all, you know, I, I and to get a little uh, technical here, I loved the cinematography and the lighting of that. Yeah. You know, you see it, they only have that light way in the back, so it's, everything's dark, and it's just spooky, and it's, like, mm-hmm. echoey and yeah. weird, and, and, and you're the, just... Oh, and the lack of editing, where they just kind of held it, and you just had to, yeah. have to watch him hit yeah. him over and over again, instead like, of, like, uh, these quick cuts. I mean, they do could, cut like, to Morgan Freeman, but who's a couple looking times, at, look, and who probably has the same look on his face they, as you do on yours while you're watching Right, it. they cut, <laughs> and they cut to Haywood, Haywood yeah. the, uh, William Sadler. William uh, Sadler, who also did a great job Yes. And uh, they cut to them a couple times, but often you're just watching and beat them. I'm like, oh. like, oh, and it's just uncomfortable. And it you're is. Like, oh, this is the movie. It's going on longer than I thought it was going <laughs> yeah. to go. Like, like, it needs to stop now, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So oh, God, it was great. It was really great. Yeah, good uh, technical stuff. Oh, thank you. The last, the next thing I I kind of listed was uh, the uh, the stuff we were warned you about at the top of the the top of the show. Yeah, here's here's the stuff that the little ones mm, went uh, I don't know the beating stuff is probably no good either, but Yeah, but the uh yeah, the, the the whole prison life trope, I don't know if you call yeah, it a trope. Yeah, I would, I would or, call it a trope. Yeah, because that is a very common thing. Yeah, they have to deal with the you know, the whole 
rapey homosexual. Yeah, there you go. He's like, <laughs> like I'll just say it. <laughs> Andy says this line. He's like, it's would it would it you know help if I told him I wasn't a homosexual? He's like, <laughs> no, nah, you they're not. You know, you have to be human first. Yeah, they don't qualify. They, yeah, right. <laughs> I love that line. Like, oh, <laughs> and then it just goes on and on and. You thought that'd be just one thing, but then they, they don't show it every time, but they allude to it that yep. it happens a yep. lot. And he they make Andy, the the, the sisters, you know, little, the, yeah, they call little, the sisters. little prison gang, I guess you'd yeah. call them. Uh, make, them a, make them their, uh, as they say in, in the jails, that their B word uh, mm-hmm. uh, over and over. And yeah. it's Luckily, really, they do, it's very tasteful how they handle it because yeah. I don't think I w- I would have wanted to watch the movie, right? So much had that actually been had, they, had, had they we been forced to watch farther that. than further than, than they, they did. did. Yeah, yeah. He says they, it, that it happened, but you don't have to see. They it made it clear then. what was going on, and I still it's felt like, okay. uncomfortable, but not yeah, to the point where, where I'm like not going to yeah. turn it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yep. That and luckily that doesn't last too long. Yeah, so. like that does everything does get better much more quickly after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Only because Andy is such an incredible banker. And I said, and then I, and then I said, uh, I'll cut this maybe. And then I said, poor Andy's butt. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We might take it out. Yeah, you can leave it in if you want. Uh, Freeman's VO, uh, just everything. I said, ha ha, but I can't remember what I wrote that down to. I should have probably listed (laughs) what it was for. He probably said something funny. Yeah, there's there's actually quite a bit of comedy in this. Yeah, it you know whether it's like the cynical kind of humor that yeah. kind of is abound in this movie or mm-hmm. or whatever, but Freeman just he's the voice of God for and a reason. And he has such and great I, delivery every yeah, time. Absolutely, you know. And I say voice of God because he played God in Bruce Almighty, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> um, so he just does a great job. I don't have to. Do we have to go on and on about Morgan Freeman and no, his no. great voice? Because but I'm glad they chose. To, to have him do the voiceovers, yeah, and, and talk about oh, Andy Dufresne came to Shawshank. Yeah, it's, it's his. It's from his point of view almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because it, the way his you know Red is set up is he's sort of this character who sort of runs the prison in his own way. You yeah, know, he's sort of the guy who who everyone goes to. He's like the most respected. I heard Nobody your guy messes can, with him. I heard your guy who can get things. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> they say that quite a few times in the movie. I love it. Yeah. Um. Said the oh the rooftop sequence was great, and that's kind of when the movie it's kind of when the movie uh, sort of switched, Hmm. uh, went from Andy being like beat up on to having to I don't know whether he was he figured it all out yeah and Andy Dufresne is a smart guy yeah like too smart for a prison right so like (laughs) definitely uh, and he does the you know they they get themselves on the roof to do some outdoor work because it's better than being indoors yeah um they're tiring the roof for the yeah they're tiring the roof and uh you know he's he's a banker so he overhears uh captain hadley talking about how he won the sweepstakes basically and Mm. uh he starts you know telling him he's like i can help with all the paperwork and you'll save money on taxes and you won't lose any money to Anything, whatever. Anyway, he's a uh, he's smart guy, right? So, and it's kind of when I saw the movie turn is that like, okay, now he's figuring out his place and he's figuring out yeah. how to survive in in prison right now. Yeah. He, and I was happy for him because I hated seeing him beat up on. Yeah, I, I liked Tim Robbins acting, by the way. Uh, 
his he's it's, kind of yeah he's sort of this cold quiet qui- yeah yeah I don't yeah. I don't know what it was about him but like and I haven't seen Tim Robbins in a lot I remember sure. seeing him in War of the Worlds the <laughs> remake with Tom Cruise I've always been a Tim Robbins fan I, I feel yeah. like he's done a lot I always like the Hud Sucker Proxy it's sort of a stupid movie but oh, I, I like see it. that one either you don't even bother oh, okay. it is not <laughs> worth it um, but it is it's I, like I liked it when I was an yeah. idiot child and oh, okay um. Uh, he's he's been in a, a ton of stuff that I, yeah. I really enjoy. Does he often like this kind of quiet guy, or does he? No, sometimes uh, he's a lot more bombastic. Oh, okay. Uh, there's another movie that uh, written by uh, um, Charlie Kaufman that I really like. One of uh, Charlie Kaufman's first movies uh, called Human Nature, oh, okay. uh, where he plays a scientist who discovers a feral. Uh, human and he tries to reinstigate him into society and things get weird. Oh, because um, it's Charlie Kaufman and so everything gets really bizarre. Of course, uh, as is want to happen. Yeah, and Tim Robbins is in that and I really liked his performance. In oh, that okay, as well. yeah. I was just thinking because I'm like uh, his acting's great. I yeah. wanted to compare it to other things. I don't have a lot to compare it to, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah, not much you can compare it to. Uh, so my next note was, uh, do you know what movie that they're watching? So the the inmates are watching. They get you know movie time. Yeah. Uh, movie, they're watching a, that Rita Hayworth movie. Yeah. Uh, what do you know what one that was? Uh, that was Gilda. Uh, it was 19, 1946, mm. uh, Charles Vidor uh, movie, and uh, a very very famous old old kind of movie. Oh, never uh, heard pretty of it, popular. Uh, I've never seen it. Yeah, uh, myself, but uh, I'd like to check it out. Yeah. Um, she does you know, a sexy hair flip. She does a really awesome hair flip. I love that part where yeah. the, she does a hair flip and all the dudes like freak out. Yeah, you know, because it's super tame in comparison to like you know modern time stuff. But yeah, at that you know from their perspective, it was like the most exciting, sexy thing you could yeah. have ever seen. And yeah, she's a very beautiful that. woman. She she was definitely beautiful. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, that kind of sets up the. Uh, I'll get to that at the end, but he uh, asked for, <laughs> Andy asked for Rita Hayworth. Uh, mm-hmm. to, he asked Red for Rita Hayworth. Yeah. He's like, uh, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, three weeks. He's like, well, I don't have, you know, I wish I had Rita Hayworth in my pants or whatever he said. So I don't like, have her stuff have... down the front of my pants, I'm sad to say. I'm sad to say. That's right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. Very smart, smart yeah. writing all along in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the delivery by, by everybody is fantastic. Yeah. And I said, uh, damn, this movie is darker than I even expected. I knew it was going to be dark, and it got even worse. Yeah. Kind of in our open, I, I mentioned the theme of inst- institutionalization. Mm-hmm. I did better with it this time. Good job. Uh, <laughs> um, and then we get to, and you mentioned how there's like every, like there's a lot of secondary characters. There's so many. Yeah. Uh, we get to the story of Brooks, one of yeah. the oldest inmate who's been there for like 50 years. Yeah, he came to, I think he started in 1905. 1905, he said. 1905, yeah. Uh, so you'd been there for like 50 years or something. Mm-hmm. And he finally gets released. Um, and then his story, they they go on like out of the prison and just follow Brooks around for a while. Yeah. As he's kind of voicing over a postcard he sends to. Yeah. His friends trying that to are, survive. He actually like, he tried to stay in the prison by killing yeah. somebody, killing yeah. Haywood. He was gonna stab him. He wanted to stab him because he wanted to stay because he didn't want to leave because yeah, it's all it he knew. So... And it's really sad because then you watch the end yeah. of his little side story and uh, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, like oh, this is yeah. not gonna go well, is it? Yeah, and it doesn't. Nope, and it's very sad. It is very sad. Um, but it really, it, it like so much in this movie hits home. For both, you know, uh, Andy Dufresne and Red, you know, yeah. it, it both like each of them experience these things, and it really like reminds them that this is not this life is not w- at all what they wanted. Yeah, 
you know, or at all what they want to experience or at all what it should be, you mm-hmm. know. You know, it's these constant reminders of, you know, how terrible things are mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Uh, and how it gets even worse. Yeah. You know, and it will never be good. You know, no matter how much they think, okay, it's been good for a little while. Maybe it's been a few months since something bad happened or even a few years. Uh, and then something horrific happens and they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. This right. place sucks. Yep, exactly. You know, the place this sucks. This is definitely one of those things. Can't get away from it. Yeah. And it's just, it, it must be such a grind to go every day. Yeah. Trying to keep the status quo that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will, it will never work in your favor, right? Nope, so definitely not. I fought the law and the law will win, right? <laughs> yes, so every time, yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that was the sad little thing. I liked, uh, so <laughs> here's Andy Dufresne being, so smart. He, mm-hmm. he starts writing letters to Congress. <laughs> and I just love he, he's always like, well, we're, we're not going to get money for a library because, you know, the only thing you, it, when it comes to what the taxpayers want to pay for in a new prison is more more walls, more bars, or more guards, mm-hmm. says uh, says the warden, yep. which is a great line. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, he's like, I'm going to keep writing letters. Yeah. And I just love they get this letter back. Yep. And it says... We're considering this matter closed. Please stop sending us letters. <laughs> yeah. Now maybe I'll start writing them twice a week. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So funny. I'm like, oh my gosh. I can just imagine them just like getting all these letters. I can just mm-hmm. imagine them thinking, like, God, just give him what he wants. Yeah. Uh, just it's well, that's a funny moment. It's awesome. Um, and that was when the famous uh, opera music over the PA. Oh, yeah, uh, from whatever opera that is. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, that was a famous line that's been, or a famous scene that's been parodied a lot. Mm. Um, Family Guy did the same thing. I'm trying to think of what, oh, <laughs> they did, um, because it's this opera music he plays over the loudspeaker. He locks the, uh, he locks the, a guard in a, a bathroom and he locks everyone out of the yeah. office and starts playing opera music. Take a deuce, he Peter, says. Peter is Andy Dufresne plays Hollowback Girl by Gwen <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious which is hilarious because then uh right in this movie says you know i know i'll to this day i don't know what those two italian ladies were singing about but i'd like to think it's something that so profound that you know it can't be put into words or whatever yeah and cleveland in the family guy thing says i still have no idea what that <laughs> woman was singing about <laughs> I had to think of some crusty, like disgusting thing, like a Hollaback Girl. Is that like that's hilarious? Oh, it's so clever though. Yeah. Like, oh, you picked the perfect song. Yep, picked the perfect song, it. and then even, and you know, not even going that far, but then also adding a line. We talked about how uh, Family Guy does good parodies. That's a yeah. good parody. Yeah, they didn't just put it. To, the, they they found a song that they could wrap another line into. Exactly, great stuff. Yeah, um, they're very and, clever that way. And, right? and I thought, like, man, why is why is Andy doing this to himself, though? Yeah, he, you know, he got his library, and now he's, now he's being insubordinate and locking people out of the office, and yeah, oh, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? I just kind of want him to win and not get beat up more, and then he got put in the hole for two weeks, and yeah, I'm not sure why he did it. Um, then there's, but there's a reason for everything in this movie, yeah, yeah. I, as I learned quickly. Yes, um, this movie just doesn't have throwaway things. Yeah, um, yeah no, as we talked not. about with. Um, with uh, Mr. Edgar Wright, uh, Frank Darabont did a very good job of making everything mean something. Yeah, everything Every, counts. Everything counted, mm-hmm. uh, which I really appreciated. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I finally said something about the production design. I like the aesthetic. Lots of gray. 
Mm-hmm. I, I like the aesthetic. Lots of gray. Lots of gray. It's also um, drab. It is very drab, but yeah. it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be anything but. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's good. It's good that they did that. And that's why I think when they play when he plays the music over the speakers, he knows that he's bringing color into such a drab world. Yeah. And that he's doing. He's reminding these inmates that. Yeah. There is positive things to life. Yeah, there is some good out there. Yeah, and which he which he goes on to say in the cafeteria after he gets yeah. out of the hole, right? And he's so, talking about hope and all that. Uh yeah, and it's it's great that they kind of juxtaposed it with this like wide sweeping shot of everybody just stopped and listening to it. Mm-hmm. And it's everyone's just kind of still, and even the guards are just like had their hands on their hips and they're just kind of what? looking up at it. They're not yeah. running to go and fix it. No, they're just like yeah. Oh, this music. It's just um, Hadley in the end. Too, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I really like the... I love that when they're standing out, outside the door. Yeah. And he's, like, trying to open it. And, and he goes to, like, he goes to turn it off. But then he's like, no, I'm in control right now. Yeah. And he's like, this is a me This is a power something. play. Yep. I'm going to actually, I'm going to make this last. And maybe yeah. that's what he wanted. Maybe he felt so good about getting those library books and winning he yeah. just wanted more of it. He just wanted to win. Maybe. He got, like, got a little head rush. Yep, maybe. But I love that that shot, too, of seeing them framed in the door like that. And then yeah. Hadley comes up and he just taps on it. And you're like, oh, no. He's got, no, that's another scene where his eyes just like, he's got this like sneer on his, yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm mad at you and I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, so that because was really he was exciting. he was pretty buddy buddy with them uh, for a minute there. Hadley well, yeah, was, he saved him that $35,000. He saved him that $35,000. Uh, doing and, free taxes which was great because they showed um uh and it kind of going back to the rapey scenes uh they beat oh, they beat boss. andy so badly that he was oh, in the infirmary yeah, yeah. for a month uh-huh. um and they the the guy who did it uh i don't remember his name the the kind of the boggs. main boggs thank yeah you. the main sister the main sister boggs thank you yeah, um he gets back to his cell and hadley's waiting for like, him oh no and he's like wow i'm like wow he did yeah. that for him. Yeah. That's that's pretty great. Yeah. Right? And he gave him a lot of a lot of leeway with I, the searches and Yeah. Well, I suspect a lot of it was based on Warden Norton's direction. Yeah. You know, like Hadley was probably like, This this guy's actually really good. He can yeah. do good things. I think he can do, you know, help us, you know, financially. It's be yeah. cheaper for us, you know, and of yeah. course they're only looking at what benefits them. Yeah. And they're like, I want to beat the sh- out of this Boggs guy so that uh, you know, he never deals with them again, and yep. we can have Andy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just wanted someone to do their taxes. Yep, and, exactly. And provide, provide, uh, uh, yeah. sound financial advice. Yes, is what he, sound as he puts financial it. advice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of the way he talks, like sound financial advice. I know. He's, he's so got quiet, this like really like, soft voice. It's awesome. Yeah, I really liked his. Uh, I really liked his delivery. Yeah. Uh, so then Andy goes to the hole for his little musical stint. Yep. Um, and then. Oh, the, uh, and then a new inmate comes in, uh, Tommy, right? Yes, Tommy. And. In the 60s, I 1964 yeah, or something. Yeah. So and at I, that point, like 10 years pass. Yeah. They, like they really jumped ahead. Yeah. Um, and Tommy reveals, and I didn't see the Swiss coming, that's my note, uh, uh-huh. that, uh, oh, he's, he claims that someone else did kill his, yeah. his wife. The thing that he got, and, and Andy's claimed innocence the whole time. Right. But and, and as audience members, you're left kind of unsure. Yeah, you're sure for the whole time. Mm-hmm. And even after he explains that, he's like, oh, this guy was bragging about it. The warden brings up a good point. You know, maybe he didn't make this up. You know, it, it, yeah. see, it's still kind of, you know, and I hope that he wasn't, he was, 
being truthful, and he probably was. Well, there but, is a scene that leads me to believe he was absolutely being telling truthful. Telling the truth, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm just, but it, it, up to that point, you're still wondering. Oh, maybe, but maybe it is. Yeah, maybe. But maybe it's it's kind of it's kind of uh, nice about it, right? Yeah. I, I it kind of brings me back to the. I just remembered this line from the very first sequence. He's like, "Isn't that convenient that oh, you yeah. know you your your wife and and her boyfriend are are shot dead and you can't match the bullets of your gun to the ones that found in them?" It's like. Actually, since I'm innocent, I find that a major inconvenience. Yes, I find that decidedly inconvenient. Decidedly inconvenient. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Actually, that would prove my innocence. So it actually kind of sucks. Yeah. He's like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I said, "Damn, Warden, you scary." Yeah. Because Warden got crazy after that. Real fast did he get scary? Leads Tommy out. Mm -hmm. Gets him shot outside. Like, wow, he planned this perfectly. Freaking Hadley. Does not care. Hadley He's gonna just care. Do it. Just kills him, and that's crazy. To wow! Me. I was like, dang. At that point, I, I think the the movie's really saying, who are the real criminals? Yeah, these people run in this place. The people on the outside or the people inside? Yeah, it's it's it because it's that kind of that gray area, mm-hmm. and and you know you still because now you know Andy was helping them with it, so really he's he's not a very good guy either. He's kind of fleecing you know, people to make yeah. money for these bad guys. Like he's kind yeah. of a bad guy too. He, he does say it in the movies. Like I had, I, I was innocent outside. I had to come yeah. uh, into the, pri- I had to yeah. go to prison to become a criminal. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but then it really turns on that scene and you're like, who are the major criminals here? I was always rooting for Andy and red, obviously, course, but yeah. you're all, of course you are They're the but, sympathetic characters. And then it, and, but then it gives markedly more so like, yeah, like, real fast, real quick. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, like, oh, yep. Yeah. These guys are jerks. <laughs> and then obviously, it, but, yeah. And I think that really marks the, the the last third of the movie. Yes. Uh, like that's the next major switch in the movie. Yeah. Like you were talking about how the roof scene is the first major switch. That that scene yeah. uh, is definitely the final major yeah. switch before the, things get real crazy. Because the Warren comes into the hole again because Andy's got himself in there again. And, yeah. you know, Andy's for trying to... Calling him obtuse. St- yeah, just calling him obtuse. Oh, and he was another. in there for a month or something. Yeah. Can you imagine? Was, yeah, right. Must be and, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they did that in Family Guy. Too. Yeah, <laughs> he called Pete Carter, who's playing the warden, obtuse, and no. he's in his chair at an obtuse angle with his body. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Am I acute now? And then he goes, <laughs> "Oh no, he's like now you're being acute." And he, <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, so what a dumb silly. nerd joke! Like yeah, you have so to understand silly. angles to know that. Uh, yeah, it's so dumb. Yeah, and it's really dumb. Anyway. Um, but he goes into the so he goes into the hole, and he's like, uh, "Shame what happened to Tommy." Yeah, you know. He's trying to escape, and he had your, he had your innocence, you know, all lined up. But, yep. and Andy tried to stand up for himself and said, "I'm not going to do your books anymore." That was a mistake. Yeah, and it was like, oh man, well, the, that big mistake was, oh, and that right before the reason he got put in the hole, he's like, you know, he was trying to, he was trying to be rational and you know, put him at easy side. He's like, I'm, yeah. you know, I won't tell anybody what went on in here. And I was like. <gasps> Uh-oh. No, 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 that? don't say that, though. Yeah, because now he's worried you're going to do that. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You, I do, you do have a lot on me, me don't real you? hard. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Yeah, that was a mistake. That was like, I was a gasp moment. Yeah, I, like, you I do, really, you've underestimated what this person will do to survive. I know when I enjoy a movie, when, you know, I take myself out of it and I, like, audibly gasp. And I do that with with several movies Yeah. Um, where I just didn't see that coming or, you know. I know I enjoy a movie when a movie, which I know is fake and whatever, yeah. makes you go, huh, or, yeah. 
oh my gosh. You know, like like in the theater or in my, you know, as I'm watching it, like, oh yeah. my gosh. Oh man. Oh, so yeah. good though. Um, I'm glad that that was one of those moments because I feel like it's a perfect moment to gasp at. And you're yeah. like, oh no, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, right. No, you're Andy, so bad no. at this, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> my joke was Andy had it made, then he had to go and be a good person. What are you doing, Andy? Idiot. Right? <laughs> he had to go and be good. Yeah. And that happened. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, just a few other things. Uh, the reveal. The big reveal. The big reveal of everything that the entire was, movie. I have to ask, was this ruined for you prior to watching it? Um, The big reveal. The escape? Yeah. Well, I knew he got out, yeah. obviously, because every parody shows that scene of him. Okay, so it kind of was. I knew he would. Yeah. Um, But it didn't ruin it. This, is, this reminds me a lot of... Was it Lucky Number 7? Okay, yeah. Because even though I said that I saw it coming, I still really enjoyed the reveal. Okay, good. Because the reveals showed me things that I didn't think about. Yep. And it put it, and it edited together so well. Yes. And Oh my God, yes. Right, and... Oh, I love when a good reveal comes together, right? Yeah, and I, like the music in that scene, that whole yeah. the way it's all edited, it's like the, the, which part of the, the music? The music when when uh, he discovers the poster. Warden, yeah, oh, Andy's gone and he's looking around. Yeah, he like rips it away and he's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, no, I see. I saw that. See, I saw that in a parody, so I knew he escaped through the poster. So I knew, oh, okay. So when the movie was going, I'm like, oh, that's what the why he gets the poster then. Yeah. You know, so it was cool piecing it together as he went, but I still yeah. really enjoyed the way they put it together at the end. Even though I knew that he got out, yeah, I still really like to see how. Yes. And, and this, a good, in my mind, this has one of the top three greatest endings of any movie ever. Yeah. Uh, far and away. And it's hard for me to place who's above who. Sure. Uh, but like this and The Usual Suspects have like the greatest oh, Usual Suspects, ending and reveal ever. Yeah. Uh, even with the crazy coffee cup that breaks in like 17 different ways at the end. But we won't get into that. Yeah. Uh, it's a different. That's a topic for a different yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, right, right. Um, but I think this one, like I had the pleasure of watching the movie and not knowing what was going to happen, you know. Um, even though it does it does happen in the book, and it's just not quite as well done, mm-hmm. uh, I think, in the book. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Stephen King came up with the whole story, and, and basically a lot of the main you know plot points and a lot of the things that happen throughout this and all the characters and stuff. Yeah. And kind of like how the situation goes. Um, even though in the book, Warden Norton's only in it for like the first couple couple parts. Oh, okay. Like he actually go they actually go through like three or four wardens. Oh. And they actually talk about how Andy has to deal with that. Oh, wow. Trying to deal, create his escape route while also dealing with new wardens and new obstacles, like people being placed into a cell with him. Like oh. other, uh, he's not wow. like alone the whole time like he is you, in the movie. You know, but I do appreciate that they kind of kept it simpler, to it be honest with you. a little bit better. You. I think it was definitely better that way. Not uh, least of all because Gunton is just such a pleasure to watch. Yeah. Right. So good on screen. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. You know, um, so it was definitely, definitely worth it. I have to think that this put, I, I don't know what he did before or after this. I mean, except for the one thing I know, but yeah. I, I want to think that this really put him like on the map about yeah. how good he is. I think so. I, I I never even knew who he was till this movie came out, yeah. or at least till I watched this movie, right. I should say. But um, now I definitely want to keep, keep going back and really watch more yeah. of his stuff. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think adding more obstacles was just going to get too crazy and yeah, already more complicated. so much to talk about and deal yeah. with. And, yeah, so yeah. I like that they kept it a little more concise, which is, I, yeah, you know. Yeah, probably a smart way to do yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, that was actually my last note, other than uh, talking about some of the technical stuff that we can get into while we score it. So. Oh, okay, sweet. Yep. Um, well, actually, it's a good time because we're about 55 minutes. Perfect. And, uh, so, yeah, let's get into some scoring. We already scored the poster. I gave it a 95. You gave it an 88. Yeah. Um, can we first, first and foremost, I think my favorite part of this film, the cinematography. Mm-hmm. Nominated for an Oscar, by the way. Holy crap mm-hmm. was this Fantastic. Uh, the director of photography, by the way, is Roger Deakins. Roger Deakins. Uh, who just blew me away with how fantastic mm-hmm. uh, everything here was. You know, like the way the shots were put together. Just, I love, there's so many like sweeping moments that just make it all gorgeous. Like there's occasionally that they'll do those sweeping shots over the prison and you'll just see like all the inmates. And you really get this wonderful scope of, of this little city this little village of these people who are just completely isolated from the mm-hmm. outside world and what you know what it kind of looks like from a bird's eye perspective and i just love that stuff definitely yeah yeah um so i personally would give the cinematography a 98 because i just i'm in love with it yeah I, so good i'd give it probably like a 90 a 92 okay i didn't uh i'm trying to think of like tech of uh of specific things but we kind of mentioned them already yeah. um I don't, I don't go into more detail. That was well wrapped up. It, it what it did a really good job was with scope, right? Yes. Was um, showing what it needed to show every time. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense? Yeah. You know, uh, intimate moments were you know nice and close, and there was a lot of uh, even like the 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 uh scenes. Yeah. Were uh. shot really well. Yeah. Um, like kind of you know it. Andy's getting it now, and the, the camera just sort of pans away behind a. He's like, we don't have to see this. And yeah. yeah like, oh, like, yeah. The way the camera just dollies out and by, yeah. back behind those. Right. Uh, the, the stacks of pallets well, and stuff. technically, it's a truck shot, not a dolly. Oh, uh. God. <laughs> the worst. Technically. Yeah, but. that's fine. Uh, I would actually rather be technically correct. Thank you very much, no Mike, problem. for that, that correction. I do appreciate no that. Um, so, yeah, they truck shot out of there. Uh, I'm wondering, oh. Is that the year? I see. I'm trying to figure out what it, what everything like lost to because it was nominated for seven Oscars and it won zero. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, so that's unfortunate. Um, what the heck was it up against? Forrest Gump. Oh, that's right. I knew. I'm like, I know '94 was a big year for movies. Yeah. I mean, they had Dumb and Dumber, so you know. <laughs> um. So I was trying to think, see what cinematography, uh, lost to. I'm just sort of going through. Oh, cinematography. Uh. Legends of the Fall beat it. Oh, that was... Um, I haven't seen it, though. I'm thinking of Legends of Bagger Vance. I'm not even... <laughs> I don't even remember that Different. Movie. Much different movie. Much different movie. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. What about editing? Uh, I feel like we talk, po- uh, pointed out editing a couple times in this and the way they... Editing was also nominated. Threw it together. Of course, it totally deserved And I... Uh, yeah, absolutely like how good it was. Oh, yeah, we talked about this because this was the same year Pulp Fiction also came out. Oh, yeah. I, I so, knew it was a big year for movies. Obviously, Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction was another big one. And Forrest Gump and one day. I'm one. sure Forrest Gump um, won everything. But I, I, I mentioned it that uh, the move, the way the movie was structured, as we mentioned, uh, that's a lot of what it has to do with editing. Yes. I don't really have anything else to really say. I think there was some same. stuff that I feel like it went a little too slow with the editing. We could have went a little bit. I mean, yeah, I, I, it was good at keeping the pace, but there was some stuff that I wish the pace was slightly faster just because the actual action of what was happening yeah. on screen was a little bit less. It was uh, two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. I feel like three or four of those minutes could be cut out with 
right at the end getting to hit the destination oh my underneath God, yeah. the tree. That yeah. took so long. It really did. Like, that's, uh, another, that's a great example of how yeah. I, I wish the editing, like it sort of took away the power of the moment I th- because yeah. of the the slightly slower yeah. pace. Or did it because then I was thinking, it's like, look at this long journey he has to go through even after all they've been through to get yeah. there. But then again, yeah. I don't really need to see it anyway, yeah. right? So that's yeah. just me though. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I gave the uh, editing about a 95. 95? Uh, it's a uh, 94 for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, go ahead. You you have them in front of you. What else did you have? Um, and then my next favorite thing was the music. music Holy yeah. cow. The music was used to perfection throughout this film. Mm-hmm. Like it set the tone so great. Yeah. Um, every time something serious was happening, it just you felt it through the, you know, you, you, the music really connected and resonated pretty hardcore. Yeah. I'm laughing. Uh, you probably saw it, but um, it, it was nominated for best sound and best music. Oh, it lost best sound because oh, no. they, this is before it the was sound. split to like mix sound mixing and, oh, and sound say, like, editing. What? Yeah, because there's now there's like two different ones. So best sound was one full thing. Okay, it lost the speed. Lost the speed. <laughs> well, you got to really make those bus and explosion you know noises. Yeah. Well. I bet the editing, I bet the sound editing was probably really good for speed because of the traffic and everything. Yeah. Um, it probably was. It's probably deserving. But I'm like, it's Shawshank. Come yeah. on. It also beat Forrest Gump. So I'm like, what? I don't understand. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, I'm amazed that, I think if Forrest Gump hadn't existed that year, yeah, this would have swept the Oscars. Yeah, absolutely. I think for sure. Uh, original score. Oh, Lion King won original score though. Oh, so well, see, that's a worthy. That's a. That's a I'm okay one. with that. Yeah. I, I accept that. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, but yeah, you you just said it right. Is every you know, it it, it only added stuff. Yeah. To it. Yeah. Uh, the choices that they use were really good. I also really enjoyed the music that they put in there. Yeah. Um, it didn't. For me, because you you notice music a lot, so you really appreciate it. Yeah. I don't notice it as much, but even even me. Even I noticed, you know, when it was being used and then it added to it. It's the darker tones of the, or yeah, the lack and it thereof. Really made it, it made it great, I thought. Yeah, right, exactly. So yeah. it did make it great. What'd you, what'd you give uh, music? Uh, give it 87. 87? Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, it was great. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 90. Okay. I, I, there's just so many good things about this movie. I just want to yeah. talk about them all. Uh, Art Direction is our next one, I think. Oh, okay. Um, it looked fantastic. The lighting was just just blew me away when the they really the, set the mood. The lighting really was the well. big one for me too. Yeah. The lighting and I don't know if it was just makeup or the lighting itself again. Yeah, that, like I said, the way it cast shadows on yeah. faces and and different moments, like whether it was the captain or or the warden or Andy. Often the lighting was like, or by by that I mean in the like in the cells. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just Where did a really good job of that. In there, but like brighter in the offices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, so yeah. very very well said. Is that they have so much light in their in their cushy. The warren has so much light in his office, but you yeah. go anywhere else in the prison and it's drab and dark yeah. and miserable, which makes sense. Yeah, totally makes um, sense. Obviously, I think the conditions were a little less par than what they need to be now. But yeah, um, and I think you know, going back against like if I were to compare this movie to Forrest Gump, I think this movie holds up better in many ways than Forrest Gump did, mm-hmm. um, because this movie holds up really well with art direction. Like everything still just looks 
fantastic. Mm-hmm. And there's much in Forrest Gump that doesn't look so hot. Right. You know, um, they used a lot of CGI and stuff. And they, I don't think they used any CGI in this. I don't it think they look even, like it. No. If they did, it was only to enhance certain things. Yeah, I didn't, look different it, I didn't notice it. So Yeah, like if they did at all, I don't even know. Yeah. But um, it, it's so much of this holds up so much better. Yeah, and I liked um, and I liked Forrest Gump, but you brought it up. It's like it just doesn't hold up as well for me. Yeah, um, yeah. over the years, and I think that's true for a lot of people. It just it just doesn't look great anymore. Like mm-hmm. it was great at the time. Yeah, but now it's like mm, that's the problem with CGI is that it always looks great at the time. Yeah, and then uh, over time. Yeah, you know. Um, so I think for art direction, I, I'm definitely gonna go with a 96 on this. 96, one. yeah, that's it's high. I, I have to agree though. Like 96, 96, yeah. All right, we can do that. Very good. So, um, what do you want to do first, uh, script or acting? Let's go acting first. All right. So I think for primary, we're both in agreement. Uh, Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. Correct. Yeah. Tom Hanks won uh, for best. Uh, Morgan Freeman was nominated for best actor. Oh, was he? Uh, okay. But Tom Hanks uh, won that one. Okay. For Gump, so. I'm not surprised they didn't nominate Tim Robbins. Though he's really good in this, even yeah. though he's like a main focal point, yeah, he's not the main actor. No, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, obviously Morgan Freeman is really more of the heart of the movie, and Tim Robbins is more the story of the movie. Yeah, that's well said. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah, um, you're following it through Red's eyes for yeah. the most part, other than just the scenes where it's just it, it's like him telling the story of how Andy got out of Shawshank, right? Mm-hmm. So. And you're sort of watching his perspective of him narrating something that happened in the past because it's, it's yeah. obvious that it happened. This is him telling it after the fact. Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's it, and, you know, say that what you will then for editing again is like how that's structured. The voiceovers are done yeah. and the screenplay, too, will work into it as well. Oh, for sure. And it's yeah. And so. it just every everything that he did, you know, he just. I could listen to him talk all day long, and I think that's true <laughs> yeah. for most people. He's yeah. just got such a gorgeous voice, mm-hmm. uh, and it's so enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. Uh, whereas Tim Robbins is a little bit more nasally, a l- yeah. little bit more you know controlled and, and calculated, but I think that's a lot to do with his character yeah. uh, as well. So he only had so much to work with because he had very little wiggle room yeah. in terms of like you know representing his emotions and, and you know getting out there. Yeah, you're right about him being like just kind of this cold, calculating guy. Yeah. And how intelligent he was. Yeah. The the amount of obsession he had with rocks. Yeah. I'm just weird like, obsession wow. with rocks. But and 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 how it stayed true the whole time. Yeah. And you know, th- this might be another uh, screenplay thing. I often confuse the two in terms of like the acting. They had to put it out there, but I want to talk about something that they did that probably was because of this. Yeah. And how well they did it. How he was teaching everybody how. Like he was teaching Red this entire time, everything that he needed to know to find him afterward. Right? He had this plan of getting out. It seemed like from the very beginning, of knowing what kind of rocks there were. Mm-hmm. That being, he was obsessed with rocks in the first place, and then like he's like, the, the, what I bring it up is, um, he's telling Red that go to the tree, go to uh, you know yeah. that Longstone Bridge. You're gonna find a rock Los, that has Los no Ateneo or whatever. Yeah. Where it is. Uh, right, goes to Buxton. Yeah. And you're going to find a rock that has no earthly reason to be there. Yeah. And he's like, because he knows now what rock should be there and which ones shouldn't be there. And he knows right. what a volcanic, like a volcanic ash stone looks like or whatever he said. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. 
Yeah. He was teaching him the whole time. The whole time. Right, the whole time. And oh, it's just man. like. Because all he had was years to think about yeah. this. And he's, like you said, he's a smart guy. Yeah. He probably super figured this out. I really enjoyed Tim Robbins a lot in that movie. Oh, about yeah. his, all his delivery and. Oh, yeah. He the did way a he fantastic cha- job. The way he changed the whole, you know, yeah. throughout the movie. Yeah, and subtly, but like in important ways, I think. Yeah. I like his very, little very good. cocky ways, especially when he first started winning and being a criminal inside yeah. of him. Like. When he when he played the he has that smile when he plays the opera music yeah or when he has everyone locked out or when he's talking to Red in the library about it was like that line he said he's like I had to come to prison to be a criminal <laughs> yeah. and he's got this so look good. he's like I'm winning I'm winning yep. this prison life he always has this sort of mischievous sort yeah. of glint in his eye yeah. which I love yeah definitely um yeah so I think uh, I think both the primary actors did a fantastic job absolutely uh, I would even go so far as to say a 98 for those ones 98 I was gonna say that too nice if you can believe it yeah I do believe it Mike yep we're almost one person mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh and this is where I'm gonna get into trouble uh secondary actors only because there's so many there's so many and I think we need to narrow our focus to only the people listed on this box Probably. Let's do that because yeah. I feel like there's so many and there's so many that are, are important but aren't important. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like a lot of their crew, no matter how big, um, I forgot his name, who almost gets his throat cut. Uh, Haywood. Haywood. I, no matter how big he is, he isn't important. Right. If that makes sense. No, he. you're right. He's not. He's he's there to like to be just a, a friend, but he has some he does have some meaning, but not enough where I have to be like. Exactly. Let's not let's not go into his acting so much because I don't really yeah. think. So I think we're going to uh, bring it down to uh, Bob Gutton, uh, Clancy Brown. Brown. Um, uh, it says James Whitmore. I don't know who Gil Bellows is. He's not That was Tommy. Was that Tommy? Yeah. Do you feel like he would be, he would count? Yeah, I agree with you on that. Too short of a time. Yeah, I think. Very too- important because he brings up that, that really big yeah. plot point. But. Should we include James Whitmore then? Which one? Brooks. That's what I thought. Uh. Yeah. Oh man! Let's just leave it to Hadley and the Warden because I feel I like they're the, so. the two main constants throughout the entire thing. T- entire film again, yeah. like another James Whitmore Brooks brings up a, a very important plot point about the institu- institutionalization. Yeah, um, but he's but you only see him in bits and pieces right. where you get enough of a feeling of him that mm-hmm. you feel bad when he ends up uh, hanging himself. Right? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I I wouldn't even call him tertiary. But he's just I wouldn't, I wouldn't call any of these people no, tertiary. Definitely, but they're just on the lower end of the secondaries. Yes, we got to. I got to focus there. There's a spectrum there. here. We got to focus here. Yes, sure. there is. Yeah. So uh, let's just focus on Bob Gunton uh, and Clancy Brown. Brown, thank you. Um, I think those two I think were pretty solid choices for secondary, and they were fantastically casted. As we've already me- uh, mentioned, they were yeah. both. Utterly wonderful yep. throughout the entire thing. They're perfect. Yep. I mean, it, you they're hated both. both of them by the end. Of yes, it. absolutely. And their comeuppance is fantastic. Even though, like, really, yeah, really even though I enjoyed their acting off. so much, yeah. at seeing them lose in the end, I was still happy about it. I'm a yes. heel sympathizer, as I, I've often said. <laughs> okay. I love the villains, but sure, even yeah. so, I'm like, yes, you deserved this. Yeah, absolutely. So, and they did a great job of making me hate them. Yeah, uh, and, and it was great. I, I like that line because they don't they don't show it. But I don't know why they wouldn't show it, but maybe because it's a great line is, uh, you know, I heard that uh, I don't remember his first name. They say uh, Hadley's first name. They, uh, 
Oh gosh, I don't remember now. Yeah, Byron, I think. Byron, yeah. Byron, Byron. Had, Byron. I heard Byron Halley bawled like a baby or something when he was <laughs> yeah. car- carried away. Yeah. I'm like, because he knows what he's about to get yep. into. And I was like, ha ha, ha ha. I mean, no, I liked Hadley a lot because of how good his act, Quincy Brown's acting was. Yeah. Uh, he deserved it. Yes. So 100%. same with Bob. Gunn. Same with Bob Gunn. And so I think this is one of the first times where the secondary acting is as equally good as the primary. It acting. doesn't happen very often in our Not movies. Not enough. It? I yeah. Don't think. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of actors out there. They're not all good. Let's be honest. Yeah, uh, but for these, I'm going to give them also a 98 because I, I feel like they were just as amazing yeah. to and, uh, watch. And consistent. Yeah, consistent. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Because you, you can always, because every mood like fit. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what? You know, sometimes they were sort of nice. You know, in a weird it, way, it, it's sort of magnanimous is the word that uh, yeah, that, he that used Red when, they, when he gives out the beers. He even felt magnanimous. Yeah. He even sounded a little magnanimous when he did it because it's <laughs> like I'm the one doing you a favor. Yeah, even though it was really you guys doing me a favor. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So it was like he. <laughs> I it, love it. It's perfect, love it so right? Much. They're so they're sort of being nice, but they're but they're fair. And mm. fair, fair in terms of the acting. I mean, okay. Uh, in terms <laughs> I was of like say, their characters it, were no, not their fair characters at not all. fair at all. <laughs> I just, I meant their acting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, the way they kind of portrayed these nice yeah. moments, like it makes sense, but they're still jerks. Mm-hmm. So it it works. It was great. I agree so, with that score, by the way. Well, thank you. All right. Um, so I think that brings us down to script and directing. Yes. Uh, which is basically one and the same because that's uh, Frank Darabont. Yes. Doing both. Uh, based, of course, off the uh, the short story by uh, Stephen King. Mm-hmm. So we have to give him his due that he did really had a good setup for this. Mm-hmm. And then Frank Darabont just burst it into a wildfire of amazing. Yeah. Uh, far and away. I think this is probably one of the my favorite adaptations of book to screen that I've ever seen. Because most of the time people are like, oh, the book is better. This is one of those times where I'm like, I don't know actually which is better. And I'm yeah. inclined to say the movie. It might be. Uh, because of a lot of the, the acting and the, the way <laughs> it's created and everything yeah. about it is wonderfully done. Yeah. The world where that they created, uh, yeah. which I don't think my mind could even even craft something as <laughs> as impressive as this movie was. I agree. To I, be I honest completely with agree you. with you on that. Because um, I'm trying to think. You said that. I'm trying to think of like... What uh, adaptations do I know of? I don't read a lot of books. Sure. So I do read I a lot of books. So I can't really comment on it, but what I can is Scott Pilgrim because yeah. it's based off of the, yeah. the graphic I haven't novels. Read the, I haven't read the graphic novels though and, yet. But uh, you know what? I don't actually know. I think it, yeah. I think I might actually like the movie more too only because it, it gives it that aesthetic that yeah. Edgar Wright gives it. We'll get this tangent. I'm sorry. Okay, but, Edgar Wright... That's explodes out of the screen. I know. Again. Oh my god. So uh, for script, let's um, let's score it out, man. What'd you give the script? Oh man, it's nine. It's in the nineties for sure. I'm just trying to think of there is some still of the parts stuff that was too slow. Too slow. Yep. But man, they crafted that ending so well from different perspectives over and over again. Yeah. Which I really enjoyed showing, like how. Uh, how Andy used like everything he learned in prison to get away with what he did and yeah. you know creating a fake person and then showing up and it was just it like was yes. nuts. genius was so great so yeah I, so but even so I'll, I'll give it a 95 yeah okay um you know what I think that's pretty fair I think 95 yeah. sounds good I know we're pretty even on this yeah we're, so we're very even. so all in all uh, just to wrap it up, because I think I've already talked about We've said so much already about uh, Frank and his skills. I think giving him a, a 91 overall. 91 overall? Yeah. Okay, I can get behind that. Um, 
Not that far behind it. I think 94. Okay. I think it was worth it. Cool. Absolutely. So we'll say, what, 92? Yeah, sounds sure. good. All right. Uh, so that brings us down to our scores, our major scores. Uh, let's see. I gave it, I ended up giving this a 95.1. Wow. Uh, you gave this a 93.1. Okay. And our overall Sneemy score, 94.1. Wow. So we were actually definitely higher than uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Even. 91% at Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, uh, they had 91. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder what brought it down so much. I didn't read any of the reviews, but I, I'd be curious to see. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it it's only 9% down, which is it's still really high. But I yeah. wondered, what? Yeah, what did? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'll have to look it up. Um, so, so, yeah. I mean, that's... It's a pretty darn good movie. That's one of our highest scores, I think. So It's definitely up there, for sure. Um, so if you haven't seen this, uh, why the heck did you listen to this before watching it? Yeah. It's all ruined for you. Yes, it is. Uh, go see it. Go watch it again. And, uh, yeah, enjoy it. Yes, so absolutely. Thank you very much for joining us on this journey. Yeah. Um, so like us on Facebook at Sanemia yeah. Podcast. Check us out our website at SanemiaPodcast.com. Yep, where we have our whole uh, archive yep. uh, there. Twenty five episodes 25 now. Twenty five episodes. Yeah, so. uh, go find us on Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. uh, and leave us a review, a uh, rate and review. So it definitely will help us out. It gets us a little bit more uh, traction and gets people to see us a little bit more. That would be very much so appreciated. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. And are we going to stick with the what we talked about at the beginning May of the well. show? Yeah, why not? Power Rangers. Power Rangers. The new one from uh, earlier this year. Was it this year or last year? Well, it was 2016, 2017. The new one. Yeah, was it? It was last year. I don't even know. It was last. It was last. Um, wait, was it? I don't know, man. Oh gosh, I can't remember. No, I think it was. I think it was earlier this year. I think it was like April or something. Yeah. Um, thought I remembered. No, at any rate, that's what we're gonna watch. So, yeah. you guys, if you haven't seen it, go out and watch it. Yeah, and come back to us and listen yeah. to us next time. Absolutely, we are discussing Power Rangers. Power Rangers. We're gonna get. We're gonna have a little fun. We're gonna have some we gotta fun. We gotta have now. some fun. It's been a lot of serious. We, we've stuff a lot of serious lately. stuff lately. So let's have some fun. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. All right, and with that, I am Jay Salisi. I am Michael Knight. And you guys go keep watching movies. Yeah. Bye. Bye.